You're listening to Discography Discussion, episode 249, Emperor, hosted by Dan Terry. Let's just tax the bandwidth even more, shall we? And Joseph Wren. You want to try that again, Skippy? Presented by DiscussMetal.com. And if you think the Emperor is not as forgiving as I am, then you are ready for this episode of Discography Discussion. I am Joe. That is Dan. Unlimited power. Well, Joe, I like where you're going with all this, but we're not talking about that emperor. We're, we're talking about. Does he know that we're not talking emperor. about him? He 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 doesn't know. He might he might make an appearance later on the show. I I don't know. It's impossible to know when the emperor is going to show up. But no, I'm I'm talking more like evil black metal from Norway, true Norwegian black metal in the style of really a lot of bands that you hear today in black metal emperor is really interesting because everybody's like you know if you guys are going to talk about black metal you guys have talked about all these unblack bands but you've never talked about a true norwegian black metal band and a lot of the reason for that is that i just don't like burzum man <laughs> i just i just don't and, and i don't want to record an episode of me just being like burzum's terrible and here's why also varg sucks you know i don't i don't want to i don't want to get into that cycle i don't want to get death threats i don't want to get all that stuff but I, I do think that there is a certain finesse to what Emperor was doing as opposed to what some of the other bands were doing at the time. And uh, I think that Emperor stands the test of time. That might be my final thought, but we'll circle back to it later. It's thrashy at times. It's melodic most of the time. There is an excessive use of blast beats and keyboards. So, so many keyboards. Black metal, right? It sounds way more symphonic than it actually is. It's a strange balance when it comes to composition, and these ideas really don't go together, guys, but they do. There's something special about black metal. It really takes styles that don't fit together and forces them together like homemade 3D printed Legos. It's not perfect fit, but damn it, I'm going to get this Millennium Falcon put together one way or the other. Well, I don't know how I'm going to top uh, 3D printed homemade Legos. But uh, yeah, I think there's something to that. There's something about Emperor. It's the way they do things. And like I said, there's kind of a finesse to their songwriting that a lot of black metal bands didn't. Because I feel like the whole point of black metal originally was to like sound offensive, to, to, to immediately establish like normies are not going to listen to this kind of music and it's not like you know your standard metallica fans gonna buy an emperor record and be all like totally on board without at least having a lot of questions well before dan answers those questions i'm going to take this time to say thank you to everyone for listening to the podcast thank you for listening and for subscribing if you are not a subscriber then you can find everything discography discussion at discussmetal.com we are on spotify Apple and Google Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. So if you have an Amazon Echo or a Google Home, you have no excuse. Ask it to play the latest episode of the Discography Discussion Podcast, and it will. We're also on Facebook and on Twitter at Discuss Metal. Be sure to like, favorite, and subscribe. It really helps us out. It lets us know you're listening. And now Dan is going to tell us all about five-star reviews. We love five-star reviews here on Discography Discussion. If you leave us a review, even if it's not five stars... We will absolutely read it on the podcast just because I like talking about myself and uh, you guys are going to help me do that. So uh, Apple Podcasts or Podcast Addict, which has kind of been my podcast player of choice, 
uh, leave us a review. Leave us a review wherever we are able to be reviewed. And also uh, make sure to give us a review that is honest and constructive. Speaking of feedback, we got an interesting... I don't want to say interesting. I'd say actually a really interesting... No, I said interesting again. You see what I did there, Joe? I just went right back to it. There's only one way to say it, dude. We got a really cool comment just the other day about our Tantrum the Muse versus Training for Utopia episode. We need to do another versus episode. That's what we need to do. But uh, Quentin Child says on YouTube, Tantrum of the Muse has to be the most underrated band out of the whole subgenre. And to test that theory, I sent a screenshot of that exact comment to Stephen Mark Sorrow, the psycho mastermind behind Tantrum of the Muse. Hey, this is Stephen from Unteachers, and you're listening to Discography Discussion. I'm interjecting. My opinion matters. To which he responded, he's right, you know, happy face. So, uh, you know, th- there it is from the man himself. Most underrated band in the genre. We love some Tantrum of the Muse here. We wouldn't listen to bands like Emperor if it wasn't for the insanity of bands like Tantrum of the Muse and Training for Utopia. Sure, those aren't black metal bands, but there are bands that taught us to expect the unexpected when we're listening to music. Is it really unexpected, though? It's black metal. You really do have the idea up front. It's whether or not the band lives up to the expectation of what black metal is supposed to be. That's right. The think, genre police are outside your door. I think uh, I think what it really boils down to is what black metal you heard first. And so me being a kid that grew up mainly listening to Christian metal, some of the first black metal bands I heard, most black metal fans would consider to not even be real black metal bands. You know, of course, I'm talking about Antestor and Keckle, which you've heard me talk about ad nauseum up to this point. But I can tell you that the stuff that I heard first was more in line with what Emperor was doing than necessarily what like Mayhem was doing or even Dark Throne. Although I do, I do really enjoy some Dark Throne. So you can you can expect a Dark Throne episode in 2022. It's gonna happen. So Dan, tell me about Emperor. Emperor is a Norwegian black metal band, or you know, a true Norwegian black metal band, depending on who you ask. Uh, they've been around since 1991 and are considered by most black metal fans to be one of the most influential bands in that genre. Uh, they definitely only existed for about 10 years between 1991 and 2001, but did reunite for some festival dates and tours and stuff because, you know, those bills and mortgage payments aren't going to pay themselves. (laughs) But what I like about, what I like about Emperor is that and they may not be the first band to play keyboards in black metal, or maybe they are. I, I don't actually, I don't actually know. So I'm not gonna make some grand statement about it. But uh, they definitely had a very interesting sound in comparison to their peers at the time. I think Dark Throne around this time was starting to get into black metal, but they were kind of more death metal before that. Uh, Mayhem was closer to being like actual black metal. And then you had whatever the hell Burzum was doing uh, around that time, you know, that that kind of pre-1995 sort of experience. Emperor just came in, I mean, full blast. And like they were they were part of that scene. They were uh, they were signed to uh, Euronymous's Death Like Silence label, but never actually put anything out on that. Um, they didn't actually end up getting a full-length album out until uh, 1994, I think it was. It was 94, 93. I think it was 94. Joe, Joe knows. Joe knows the answer. 1994 in the Nightside Eclipse. 
This so, is what I'm talking about. <laughs> Throw yeah, your in, 1994 preconceived notions of what metal is supposed to sound like. Popular metal is supposed to sound like dark, eerie, symphonic. Throw it all out. Because Emperor is going to do something you haven't heard before in 1994. You're going to get that dark, underground, dingy-sounding metal with keyboards so epic they give Faith No More a run for their money. And it sounds so good. It's so interesting because it's not what you're expecting. But it doesn't sound like your favorite grindcore band that is just making noise for the sake of making noise. In the tradition of me always calling albums what they're not supposed to be called, like getting album titles wrong and a lack of being able to read. For most of my life, I called this album In the Nightshade Eclipse. Arguably a better title, by the way. Well, I, I think it's just that I played a lot of Elder Scrolls. Yeah, I played a lot of Oblivion, a lot of Skyrim, and I I, I collected a lot of Nightshade in those games and uh, you know because you gotta those those potions aren't gonna craft themselves you gotta you gotta collect the nightshade right um in the night side eclipse everything joe said plus 50 i mean this album is by far my favorite emperor record because of how primal it sounds it's a band playing a genre that hadn't been established yet but they're playing it as if it had been a thing for 20 years and I think I think that's super interesting. I like controversial statement. I really like the drums on this record. We had a guy a long time ago uh, on the discography discussion official Facebook group. I posted that I was listening to this album. I was just listening to it for fun. Little did they know that a year later we would actually be doing an episode on Emperor. They probably thought it was going to be like the next week. Like, oh, why is Dan listening to this? No, I was just listening to it because I, I like the record. But uh, a guy commented immediately after I posted a screen grab of me listening to this. Wow, these drums feel like I'm being stabbed, which is funny. <laughs> he actually deleted the comment. I'm, I'm bringing it back up. I know that you know, like he wanted to take it back, but uh, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna just, I'm just gonna bring it out here right now. So at that time, Emperor had a drummer by the name of Faust. Faust is out walking around one night, and a dude approaches him and suggests that they go for a walk in the woods. Faust says, okay, yeah, we'll go for a walk in the woods. Well, I guess either he knew or he didn't know that the man was going to proposition him for sex. I mean, I can't imagine another outcome of a, of a random person asking you to take a walk in the woods with you. Uh, but he did, and then as soon as the man propositioned him for sex, Faust, like, stabbed him a whole bunch of times. So the the the, the irony of the comment, the drums sound like I'm being stabbed, um, and I also understand why he deleted it, because he's like, yeah, maybe I, maybe I went a little too far on that one. Um, that poor guy that got murdered, he was just trying to get laid, <laughs> you know? Uh, <laughs> it just didn't it just didn't end uh, in form the way that maybe he had hoped it would. Uh, so yeah, Faust, even, even at that point, you know, um, obviously you go to jail for that. There was a funny, um, article I read recently on, I think, believe it was metal hammer where they interviewed Danny filth of cradle of filth. And he's like, yeah, so we were touring or we played a, a show with emperor and there was like an after party and Faust told me that he had stabbed a guy in the woods. He's like, but I'm not going to lie. I, whenever he told me that, I thought he was joking <laughs> as Interesting as this music sounds, at times we forget that violence is really part of the story of black metal from that side of the world. 
it's not all we're going to wear our black and white face paint and play really symphonic keyboards and grind these drums out. But the mix is all the way back there. It's all about that tinny sound. You know, it's not modern drums where it's cannons at the front of the mix. These guys yeah, were like really that. fucking violent <laughs> to each other for quite a long time and probably still are. I like this record because, again, it sounds like they're playing something that's pre-established before it's pre-established. Like, if that makes sense, like they, they kind of came in with the blueprint for how some black metal bands were going to go. If it wasn't for Emperor, I don't think that we would have symphonic black metal. I totally agree. 100%. And yeah, I love this record. I think it sounds the most evil. You know, of course, we use the word evil kind of jokingly. But it does sound the most like insidious because like a lot of a lot of Emperor stuff sounds for for lack of a better way to describe it. A lot of Emperor sounds really, really, really refined. And that's weird because all of their friends were trying to be as unrefined as possible. And here they are being like, no, we're going to we're going to we're going to take this idea and we're going to grab it by the horns quite literally. And we're going to make it we're going to make it into something that people are going to find interesting, like. Your, your music appreciation teacher is going to throw away a Mayhem album that you let him listen to. But he's going to listen to that Emperor album into Nightside Eclipse and be like, hey, hold on, there's something to that. Like, I actually, I actually like this. Like, he may not like the vocals. He may not like the constant tremolo picking. But there's so much more to this, I feel, than just black metal. Because we've heard all of those black metal bands, right? We've heard the bands that, like, you turn it on, and the dude's recording it on like a talk boy from the 19 from 1994 across the room. And he's like, yeah, listen to all the atmosphere uh, where you have to use a lot of your imagination to, to create that atmosphere yourself. Emperor creates that atmosphere for real. Like you can hear it. You don't have to imagine it. And uh, this record is kind of a uh, testament to what was possible with this new style of music at that time. 1997 anthems to the welkin at dusk so i mean obviously a new drummer on this one <laughs> i wonder why well that just goes without um, saying yeah this album is interesting to me because this is where emperor kind of like goes for a completely different vibe than what we'd had before i mean it again it comes out two years later which is kind of the kind of the standard i think or three years later uh which is kind of the standard you know with, with these types of bands and what I like about it is that, like, they they kind of double down on this whole, like, melodic but equally, like, kind of messed up sort of uh, sort of sound. I don't really know how to describe it because, like, uh, in the Nightside Eclipse was like, it just started punching you right away. Whereas it's not that this album's not going to punch you. I don't want to give you a false sense of security here. Um, but the opening track, uh, The Oath or Al Svartir, is um, a very, very melodic, acoustic-y sort of, uh, sort of piece to sort of create a atmosphere. We're going to use that word a lot here. I don't know why Jeff's not here. We need to... Hey, y'all. Oh, yeah, I remember why Jeff's not here, because we did that Keckle episode, and I can't trust Jeff to talk about black metal. <laughs> we talked about refinement in the last album and how the band sounded like they were playing a style that had already been established even though it kind of hadn't they up the ante on this one a lot number one this is the first emperor album that actually like for lack of a better way to say it actually sounds good <laughs> like sonically it sounds really good you, the drums are good 
Uh, drumming's actually better. That's not just that's not a slight on Faust, but I mean, fuck Faust. He he killed a guy. Uh, but like the, the whole thing is, is it like this one goes for the throat? I think it's like heavier. I guess if you can call black metal heavy, that's kind of been a point of contention because I feel like black metal's more extreme, more so than it's heavy. If you get too heavy as a black metal band, you become a death metal band, right? Absolutely. And we're going to get there. But I think this album did what they... I think this album kind of continues their creative spark while still retaining kind of a lot of the elements of black metal. They're also not afraid to kind of just go in a little bit more of a death metal direction at times. I hear a little bit more of that death metal song structure in here. It's not as... It's not as obvious as it's going to be on the next record, but like this album is probably their best musically as far as being a pure black metal kind of release. And uh, I like the vocals more. I like the improved production, which I know is like blasphemy. But um, I don't know, man, the keyboards sound good, but the keyboards are also a little bit like more scaled back on this one. They're not as front and center. And I think that the band is actually able to create kind of more complex guitar melody than they did on the last record. I think on the last record, they relied on the keyboard 100% for all of the melody. Whereas on this one, the guitars kind of really shine here. Uh, and it, it's, it sounds good. It actually makes me feel good listening to it. I don't know. I love, I love this record. I think this record is, fan, is fantastic. To me, really good black metal is melodic, dissonant, and constant. Not grindcore taken to the extreme constant, but treating each piece of the band like a keyboard. You push the key down, it makes the noise. You make the dissonant noises with the two fingers, dun, 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 and just do the same thing with the guitars and the drums and the vocals. It becomes a constant onslaught of that dissonant sound that really makes you feel like you're in that cold environment. We're not in a tight studio with really close production. This is a band who is playing in a room big enough to make the sounds reverberate off the walls and you're the only audience member. It's not supposed to make you feel bad, but it is supposed to convey an eerie feeling most of the time. And this album does that as good as the previous. But then again, Emperor is creating a new style, right? I don't know if they're creating a new style right now. Innovating is the word I should have used. But they're perfecting it. They're looking at the last record and they're like, what can we iron out on this? Because the last record's a classic, right? In a certain sense, it's untouchable. You know, because there are some people like me that are going to say this is the purest representation of Emperor and it's the purest representation of black metal. This album is trying to fix things that maybe some people don't think are wrong. And that's a daunting task. I think that that's tough for any band because it's easy to just put out the same record over and over and over again. I think we've talked about that enough on this podcast with bands where they're just like, hey, we had a good thing going here. Let's just keep doing it. Sometimes we praise those bands and sometimes we're like, yeah, we'd really want to hear what else you guys got. Uh, in the case of Emperor, I like that they were so creative on their first record that they're able to be more creative on their second. And, uh, you know, there's bands, you know, and again, this is going to be this is going to be a really weird episode for people that are only into like black metal, because I'm sure there will be some people that have never heard this show before that are checking this out just because we're talking about Emperor. And um, so I apologize for the next comparison I'm going to make. I wouldn't like bands like Crimson Moonlight, who is an unblack band. I wouldn't like them if not for what Emperor did here. That that sort of like 
faster paced, well-produced, punchy sort of black metal sound. And they do that to perfection on this record. I don't think that the first, I think the first two Emperor records are untouchable because one of them is like proof of concept. The other is like the full length game, <laughs> you know, so to speak. <laughs> the, the, we're, we're no, we're no longer in, um, you know, in demo territory here. This is the fully realized vision. And what you actually find out is that, wow, Emperor is actually a very technically proficient band because that's something we haven't talked about either is the technicality on this record is far above what we had on the previous. I know not everybody likes technical bands, but as we move into the next record, we're going to really get some doses of that technicality that I like so much. I don't fully understand this album title. Nine Equilibrium, 1999. I mean, it's not the ninth album, at least not by discography discussion math, <laughs> which I know some people have been calling us out on our math lately, but uh, I never pretended to be anything other than a guy that listened to records and talked about them. Uh, but this is really good. <laughs> um, I hate to sound like a broken record, but oh, this is make the guitars sound more thrashy back off the keyboard just a little bit, but not too much. Leave the drums in the back. They're doing their Slayer thing. It's fine. If you are trying to improve the cosmetic presentation of your black metal band, something about this is imitatable. It's the perfect balance of what our shit actually sounds like, but doesn't let up on that eeriness that this band does so well that all black metal bands do, and yet the vocals are terrifying. It's the previous album, the previous set of ideas taken to the next step. They're still pushing that eerie sound, but they got a budget this time, dude. If you thought that the last album had a budget, this album has a way better one. <laughs> the, you know, this is like, yeah, just take the company credit card and go nuts. This record, I think, for hardcore Emperor fans may not be their favorite because it's a little bit more blasty. It's almost a little bit more death metal-y in my, in, in, to my ears. I, I still hear the Emperor keyboards. I hear the majestic tremolo picking of Emperor. I hear the terrifying, you know, screeching black metal vocals. But what you get here is a much faster, in-your-face, I dare I say mosh-worthy uh, type of release. But it's not dumb. It's done with the, it's done with the intelligence of a band that knew to play black metal in a more refined style before anybody else was really doing that. And so, yeah, I can see if like your favorite record by Emperor is the first one that you wouldn't love this, but I really like it. I like, I like being blasted. I like bands that are heavy. I like bands that are scary. And I think this record absolutely embodies all of that. I like too, that this one is focused a little bit more on the heavy, whereas the last record was focused a little bit more on the atmosphere it was still certainly heavy but you had like kind of more like clean vocal sections and stuff on the last album uh which were great but i don't know i i like the sort of chaotic technical flurry that comes from this record and um i think it's a record that i probably wasn't appreciated very much by fans of the band at the time but i think in retrospect i think a lot of people are going to look back on this record and be like wow they actually were like really knocking it out here in a way that other black metal bands weren't in 1999 and even the early 2000s all the way up to 2005 a lot of bands in the black metal scene were just trying to sound like old black metal bands and here's emperor innovating on the style that they helped create 
hardcore black metal fans are listening for something else. Something in the amount of reverb you use in the mix is what I find myself looking for when I'm looking at your black metal band for the first time. This one is the perfect balance of we play heavy and we play atmosphere and we do it at the same time and we're not ashamed of that. So yeah, I see a hardcore fan not liking this record, but for the rest of us, this is above and beyond what many bands are capable of putting out, much less what they actually put on tape. So, I mean, are you ready? How do they top this? 2001, Prometheus, the discipline of fire and demise. So I'm going to go ahead and spoil this right now. They don't necessarily top uh, the last record on this one. This record is long. It's not like longer than the other Emperor albums, but we're starting to kind of lose band members here. We're starting to, everybody's kind of starting to go their own way. <laughs> and this record is kind of like, you know, we, we talk on the show a lot about like one dude syndrome where there's one dude that's like the, that's like the mastermind behind everything that the band does. And this is kind of like, their magnum opus this is kind of their their swan song so to speak because what you have with this record is you have one member of the band taking on kind of the songwriting all of the songwriting and he creates a record that is really really good if you take the time to sit down and digest it I mean, like, read the lyrics while you're listening to the record and kind of follow up on what's going on. But to call this record a black metal masterpiece would be kind of deceptive because the band is a little bit less black metal on this one. And I, I, I could be I could be focusing more on the concept of they have good production, therefore it can't be black metal. But this record sounds so good that it hits me more in a death metal sort of direction. Not quite a blood, not like a melodic death metal sort of way, but just in more of like a, they're going more for the punch. They're going more for almost the moshiness of it. And the technicality is stepped up significantly, even from what we'd had on the last record. But then they're also still throwing in, you know, enough keyboards to keep old fans satisfied. I'm not saying this is a bad record. I think this record is actually really good, but you can definitely tell they were reaching for something here. They wanted this to be a masterpiece, and I don't think it's that. I think it's a very, very, very good record, especially if you spend the time to listen to it and read the lyrics and really get into what they have. But, um, yeah, I had to listen to this one like four times this week to kind of really get it. And once I got it, I liked it, but I also didn't like, I don't like it as much as I like older Emperor releases. This one sounds like a laid back death metal release. I agree with you. It's not so much black metal as it is just interesting metal. And I really like the record as a whole. I think it's the best sounding record by Emperor but it's not the definitive listen for this band. I think this is giving us the possibility of what Emperor could be doing going forward. And they will do some things, but this is the last album as of today. So take a band that's been around since the early 90s, who has surpassed a lot of the mainstream bands in production choices. We're not sounding so underground, cassette tape, laid back, mid-range anymore. This one has the most beef. And for me, this is showing all of us what black metal could sound like if it was supposed to be heavier 
but that's not the point, right? I think as a final album, it's good. I just don't think it's the swan song that, you know, bands like Carcass had with like swan song. Um, but <laughs> that's not true. I didn't really like swan song that much, but it's definitely not the definitive statement. I know that the band was like, we're going to record one more and we know this is going to be the last one. And I guess if this is going to be the last one, I was expecting a little bit more. But at the same time, if you take this record and listen to it on its own merits without knowing anything about the band, I think you're still going to have a very, very good black metal with a little bit of death metal creeping in sort of sound. And um, you're going to learn a lot about metal. You're going to learn a lot about metal drumming and how keyboards can actually work in metal in a way that's not cheesy sounding. Uh, and I think overall, this is uh, this is a great work. It's a good it's a good album. Uh, Emperor never had a bad one and never had a bad record. We never had to be like, all right, guys, let's talk about the time you guys went pop punk in, you know, 2003, <laughs> you know, we never had to have that conversation. And I like that about, I like that in my black metal bands that, you know, Emperor never sucked. They were always what they advertised themselves to be. And um, I mean, I recommend all four records for four very different reasons. Final thoughts on Emperor. Dan. I think if you're listening to black metal, you need to go back and listen to Emperor. I mean, Emperor is going to fill that gap. They're going to be that missing link between some horrible band that some guy that you know gave you a cassette tape of and you listen to it and it sounded like the guy instead of playing drums was just hitting tables with a spoon. Uh, and between that and like bands like Demi Bourgier or Cradle of Filth, you know, not saying that those bands still play black metal now. I'm not. I don't want to get into the, the genre police elitism side of it, but um, if you're wondering how black metal bands got symphonic and got like more technical and weren't afraid to take more risks, Emperor will answer all of those questions for you. So you should be listening to Emperor. If you're not, then, you know, make sure you're listening to something that at least sounds like Emperor. When you say the words black metal, you're talking about Emperor or you're talking about a band that was influenced by this band. That eerie sound usually sounding like winter, sometimes sounding like a dark cave, and then sounding like a booming metal symphonic masterpiece. Emperor is the opposite of mainstream. They're also the opposite of uninteresting. You've heard bands that have stolen these tricks, and I think we need to give credit where credit is due. There's a reason people listen to Emperor. There's a reason people still listen to Emperor. And if you're looking for a band that doesn't care what mainstream metal is and wants to give you a different kind of dark experience, you should be listening to this band. Damn, what's your album of the week? Well, I didn't think I'd be saying this, but I've actually been listening to uh, Rock for Light by Bad Brains. Uh, they, they stuck with me. I, I, I did go back uh, to the well and listen to some of it. And uh, I really welcome. like Rock for Light. Yep. For me, it's Where Fear and Weapons Meet by 1914. More selections from the King's Corner, my friend. Lance, the King of Metal. Take us out, DFT. If you guys have been listening to this podcast and you would like to reach out to us to tell us we're doing a good job, tell us we're doing a bad job, tell us what band you want to hear us talk about on the show, there's a lot of different ways that you guys can do that. You can send us an email at show at gmail.com. You can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash discography discussion. You can follow us on Twitter at Discuss Metal and also on Instagram at Discuss Metal. And uh, you can also join our Discord server. There'll be a link in the show notes that'll take you to our Discord server where you can talk to us pretty much anytime you want as long as we're awake and looking at our phones. 
And uh, so, yeah, if you guys have anything for us, let us know. If you guys love the show enough to be a paid patron for it, you can check us out at patreon.com forward slash discuss metal, where we hang out with our patrons once a month in a uh, exclusive Patreon only uh, hangout. And on top of all of that, you get access to like several years worth of individual album reviews. I know sometimes people check out an episode of the podcast after a band has put out, you know, two more records since we did the episode. If you want to hear what we thought about those other two records, you gotta you gotta subscribe on Patreon. One dollar gets you into that. So check it out. And on that note, this has been episode two hundred and forty nine of Discography Discussion. Thank you for listening. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Discuss Metal. Subscribe to our podcast everywhere you listen to podcasts, including Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and Stitcher. Visit DiscussMetal.com for all things discography discussion. And please send questions and comments to Show at gmail.com. If you are not a patron, you can become one at Patreon.com forward slash Discuss Metal. We have some sweet perks. Hey, Joe, can I have some money? One dollar a month gets you into that exclusive album review feed. 